finding a way to really set the limits and boundaries with your family around first children, around locations, around movements, uh, th those, those kind of like changes in dynamics. It's important. This, this is, is the, the Connecting, Connecting Couples, Couples podcast with The Real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Chad Emhoff. And I'm Angela Emhoff, and we are in our series, What We Wish We Knew, coming off of a premarital class that we put together and really just started realizing that couples who have been married for a long time also need a refresher in a lot of this content. And so the last episode was in-laws, and we realized when we were at over 20 minutes, we still had a lot more to talk about with in-laws. So this is the in-laws part two. We kind of were ending saying, hey, if, it's, if this is the way you're going to address your family, I'm going to address my family. We're not going to. But there are exceptions to every rule. And so as we were stopping and kind of reviewing what we had just done, we thought, man, there are so many times that we meet people that have that that dad who's estranged or that 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 mom who isn't part of your life, whatever the thing might be. And, and sometimes there are reasons you might do things differently. Sometimes there are reasons that I might be the one who communicates with Angela's family or that she might be the one who would communicate with my dad or someone who's not a part of my life as much anymore. Um, that isn't the case for either of us right now. We're in good standing with our families, but there have been times where I have known people that needed to set those boundaries, that needed to say, you know what, if you're going to get in touch with me, I want you to go through my spouse. Because if you reach out to me, yeah. mom or dad, it hurts too much. It causes too much grief. It causes too much pain. And I don't know how to handle you. Um, and so we said that last episode, and, <clears throat> and I really was kind of going, oh my gosh, I'm backpedaling in a way. Because I was going, this isn't, that isn't always true. Sometimes if you set a hard boundary and you're saying, no, that we've given opportunities, we've given chances, sometimes you have to say, I'm not, I'm not in communication with you anymore. We're going to be done with that. Um, the other <clears throat> outlier is sometimes if it's Chad's family and I'm building a relationship with one of the family members, I might be the one who actually has to do some work in that instead yeah. of him. And so as soon as we wrapped that last episode, we both were like, these are 28 more examples that we should have or could have used. <laughs> so we decided to just do another episode with some outliers and some other specific examples. So I want to dive in with two from our own lives that were a little different than what we described in the last episode where Chad is saying, you know, if it's my family that offends Chad, I need to address him. Or if it's his family that offends me, he needs to address him. And so here are two examples in our marriage with our families where that needed to shift. The first one is with my family of origin. When we got pregnant with Avery, there were just some things that we wanted to shift now that we were having a baby. And so we needed to kind of just let our families know, hey, these are some things that are important to us, some values that are important to us, and things that we really want to set a precedent with on how we're going to do things. And my family of origin is really traditional. They really like the way they do things. They really think the way they do things is the right way, and it is for them, but it wasn't for us. And so we got some pushback there at a time in my pregnancy where I was already a little bit stressed and, and I had already had miscarriages and we needed the, the pregnancy to be really secure and I need my stress level to be really low. And so every time my family of origin would call me, I would really get worked up. Like it would just kind of increase my heart rate, increase my level of stress 
a lot of because of who I am, I was having a hard time navigating what I needed to tell them, my fear of them not approving or not accepting it. And so it became really stressful to me. And Chad saw that. And Chad knew my wife and the child of mine that she is carrying are really, really important. And Pretty so important. I need to intervene here. I need to be the one that talks to her family on her behalf because I don't need her to get stressed out every time they call. And it was awkward at first because my mom and dad were like, why are you the one talking to us? We can just talk to her. But Chad was able to navigate <clears throat> conversations that really during my pregnancy, I might have been a tad bit emotional. And so I just couldn't handle them at that moment. And Chad did a really great job with that. Well, and, and it was, that was a clear expectation, right? She, Angela and I, said, hey, this is the situation. And, and while it would generally be better for her to deal with her family, she wasn't in a place where she was healthy enough to do that. And yet she still needed protecting. And so you can generalize that to lots of scenarios. But, but if you're in a position where you're saying, I, can't, I just can't do the family. I don't want to cut them off. I don't want to lose them completely. No. Um, but I am in this season going to need some space. I think it's really smart to say, hey, there's my line. There's my boundary. And that's where that's where I'm going to call it. And, and you know what? I want to stay in communication. I want to, I want to give you even updates on the baby or, or the, the, the sickness or whatever you might yeah. be going through. Um, but, but I don't, I don't want to have that kind of open door contact. And so sometimes we'll run it through a spouse, uh, which is a hard position to be in, right? For me as the spouse to say, Hey, I'm going to handle your family of origin. It's not ideal. This isn't the best right. you know, way that we want it to go, but there are times when you have to kind of handle that. You have to go through a season where it's like, I'm going to do this a little bit differently in order to protect my family, in order to protect my wife, and in order to protect my unborn child at that point. I want to make sure that we, we give my, or I gave my spouse the covering that she needed. The interesting thing too is when Chad in the last episode talked about precedent setting, us having a baby, this was changing our family dynamic. So we really were in a season of setting precedents for us as well. And we needed to send a message to our families of origin like, hey, now that this baby is here, we are going to maybe interact differently, maybe shift some of the things that were okay. I need mean, one of the things with my family of origin that I can say really positively shifted prior to having a baby, we usually got the air mattress on the living room floor. And that was fine with us. We didn't care. It didn't yeah. matter. We would just, you know. Or the hide a bed or whatever. Whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. I, I have heard so many stories about people who go visit their in-laws and where they sleep and where they get placed and how it goes. Yeah. And we knew that now once we had a baby, the options were we either need to shift this dynamic of where our sleep space is or we're probably going to get a hotel. And so we even had that conversation with my family and they Hey, if you guys remember from the holiday series, our family rule is do not stay at a hotel. That's offensive. So we pitched that to <laughs> Sleep them. Sleep in the garage on an air mattress first. Yes. If that's, uh, so we kind of said, hey, yeah. this is our limit and what we need. And we're going to hold the line. We are the ones responsible for holding the line of what we need. That's the hard part a lot of times in these scenarios is you and your partner are the family unit that needs to decide what the boundary is and then hold that boundary together. And so when you decide to start making maybe new value systems or new rules or new preferences, new boundaries, 
Your family system is going to push because they're used to what they already know and what they already do and even how you interact with them. So when we had a new baby, we knew we needed some new things. We go to the team, the system, and we say, the family, we say, we need something new. The first instinct for the family is going to say, why? Let's stay the same. As humans, we stay the same more than we change. We want to anyway, yeah. even if we are changing. And so we just said, this is what we need. And if you can't accommodate us, we're going to find what we need. And here's what, what was really great is that they shifted. They acknowledged that we did have the need. They acknowledged that we were serious about what we were bringing to them. And they made a shift and adjustment so that we could stay with them and it accommodated what we were presenting. It was a win-win, and it has been really good since we have made some adjustments and asked for the things that we need. Now, we know that that doesn't always happen. We know that sometimes you ask or push back or even try to set a boundary, and it doesn't always go well. But we wanted to bring to you some of these cases where we had to address it just to let you know we're doing the things we're asking you guys to do or even presenting and there it's hard and it's uncomfortable and when chad was navigating conversations with my parents that i wished i could have had i had the emotional wherewithal to i felt bad for him and i felt bad for my parents because i know they wanted to talk to me but i was just crying a lot and having a hard time <laughs> in, a, in a hard pregnancy and so you know there are going to be times when there are outliers and that's why we wanted to kind of bring this up well, and I think I think what you're saying there, Ange, really around any big transitions, right? And this is another, it's an interesting thing that I've heard, but it's like you move into uh, the town where your parents live and all of a sudden your parents feel like they have free reign and access to you where, where it's like if they lived, you know, 10 hours away at one point or 20 hours away and you're at their house, they did have more access. They did have more room, but, but really setting some limits around that saying, Hey, this is, this isn't free reign. It's not free access. You don't get to come over every day. It's great that you want to mow my yard for me, but at the same time, I need to have my privacy. I need to have my space. And so again, it's like these different transitions in life seem to be places where new boundaries, especially with family of origin, are really important. Uh, I could I could probably give 10 examples around kids, you know, saying, you know what, the, the grandparents don't get to tell you how to parent consistently. They don't get to tell you how it's going to go. And Literally, you have your first child. If, if that's somebody out there saying, hey, we're having our first kid. For us, it's like parents are like, oh, or, or my parents, my mom in, in particular at times would say like, oh, it's their first kid. You know how they are with first kids. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we are. <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly right. That is how we yeah. are. And because it was our first kid. Yeah. And it was something that we wanted to cherish. And we wanted to do our way. Yeah. And, and so. And we get that right, by the way. <laughs> however you set that boundary. If you say, you know yeah. what? Yeah, we're overprotective first parents. Fine. But that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And, and so finding a way to really set the limits and boundaries with your family around first children, around locations, around movements, uh, th those those kind of like changes in dynamics. It's important. I, it is important. And I want to just bring up to Chad's mom in particular, because her and I have a relationship and she knows that these are examples that I'm going to use and, and is okay with it. But there were yeah. two specific things that her and I have had to navigate and we have, and we have a great relationship because we've navigated them. But, but one specifically was around having a baby. Chad's brother 
and his wife have six children and she if you've ever met her is a super mom like she just pops children out and goes back to her normal self the next day and she's fantastic she yeah. does she does a really good job with pregnancies yeah. and and having babies it's easy for her or it has been easy for her to have babies and she has you know really been emotionally open to letting her mom and Chad's mom her mother-in-law you know, in the birthing room and watching it and, you know, does the natural birth with all that. It's fantastic. And I admire her for it. That's not who I am. I'm a pretty private person when it comes to those kinds of things. And there was something really important to me, which was nobody, probably not even Chad, but possibly Chad would be in there when I had this baby. And so there were quite a few conversations about expectation about me having a baby. And it turned out that we ended up having to have it differently than we hoped that we would have it, which we hoped it would be natural. And there were some things that happened that prevented us from being able to have Avery naturally. But there were quite a few conversations that were had about why I wasn't letting my mothers in the birthing room with me. And at that moment, it was really it was really hard because I could feel their desire to be present in that special moment. And they're both grandmothers and this was a big deal for them. And so there is a part where I can see their their desire to be a part of it and they want to be included and they want to be there when their grandbaby is born. At the same time, this is really my body and my baby and my birthing experience and Chad and I together getting to choose what it looked like. And so we had to say what was good for us and having them in the room wasn't. And so you might have a situation where, you know, you have a mother or a mother-in-law who interact one way with one sibling or one you know daughter-in-law chad's mom the other daughter-in-law has a little bit more open reign and it works for them me not so much it took me some time to get used to how involved Janie wanted to be and Chad's mom is named Janie and there was another scenario which we joke about she and I joke about now very early in our relationship when Chad and I even were dating and got engaged she would call me and text me want to have lunch with me and it felt like a lot to me and there was a part of me having coming off a divorce and Chad and I navigating some of my trust issues that I just was like, eh, your mom's really getting close and it, and it doesn't. I just I'm not ready for it. And her and I had to have a conversation where I said, hey, I appreciate that you really want to get to know me. I just go a little slower than that. And so the reason I'm bringing that up is because in that scenario, it wasn't like I was saying, hey, Chad, manage your mom or your mom's offending me or it was something that Chad had to navigate. I was already at the point where I'm in love with her son, marrying her son, had married her son. And now this is between me and her and the relationship that we're going to have. And it was on me to set for me to set my expectation to her of what I was capable of. And the great part is she was okay with it. And she said, hey, I totally respect that. I appreciate it. I'll go with the pace you want. And I'll say now, I mean, early on, there was this, this part of me inside that was like, I do not need her. I am fine. Tell her to stop offering help. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I need her. She is never allowed to leave. You know, <laughs> I've shifted in that relationship and it's taken time for us to grow, to be vulnerable with each other, to be honest, for me to be able to talk to her about times that I really appreciate the help she gives and about times where I feel like she oversteps and her and I have a relationship where that honesty works. Now we know that that 
isn't the case all the time. So those are just a few examples where we have had to kind of navigate tricky situations. But we really want to give you those tangible examples so you can go, okay, that makes sense. What is my goal? Is this a relationship that I need to build and therefore maybe I need to have the conversation? Or is this a precedent and we just need to have a firm boundary? Or is this an offense that needs to be overcome and my partner needs to have the conversation? Once again, coming back to Alliance, Chad and I need to have conversations. And in all of the situations I just shared, we did. We discussed what we needed, what I needed, what he needed, what our family needed. And then we moved forward with the plan that we were both on board with. Yeah, I think it's so important that we, uh, you know, really do address the things directly if we can, you know, and and being in the moment, being here and now with it is important. I remember uh, another quick outlier where where I addressed, addressed it directly with your dad where we were up in Bentonville and we were going somewhere and he wanted to see my office and everybody's in the truck and I'm in a car and he's like, Hey, we're going to your office now. And I'm like, I was just kind of done for the day. I'm like, no, we're not going to the office right now. He goes, yeah, we're going to the office now. And I'm like, no, we're not going to the office right now. I'm like, that. I have in my head, I'm like, I have the keys and you don't know where it's at. I'm like, that's not what we're doing. But, but he respected that too. Right. It wasn't like he tried to throw a fit or scream and yell or anything like that. But but that we're not talking about a general disagreement. Yeah. We're talking about things that are bigger. We're talking about places that are offenses. We're talking. But but so there are times when, you know, her and my dad disagree about something and then we decide to do something different. Maybe my thing, maybe his thing. There's nothing wrong with once in a while giving in or sharing, you know, sharing with your family. But if it becomes a pattern or if it becomes the way that the system functions and you guys, the relationship starts to get, get sideways because of something, those are the times when you really do need to go back to, okay, wait, how do we address this in a way that's healthy? How do we set a boundary? How do we set a limit? What do we want for our family? Those are the things we're talking about. We're not talking about little things and we're not talking about giant things where you're cut off completely. Uh, we've kind of only addressed outliers yeah. in this episode uh, and wanted to make sure that we weren't just saying, oh, this is the only, you only interact with your family and you only interact with yours. That's not what we're saying. You can have the limit and you can have the conversations in a healthy way, but it, but if things get sideways, that's where we say, okay, yeah, fall back on the rules that we're talking about. This brings up a funny, quick example before we wrap up this episode that I was thinking of. When we got married, we got married in Grand Isle, Louisiana, which is the southernmost tip of Louisiana. Beach wedding. We had a lot of fun. All, both of our families were there. And the night we before our wedding, the rehearsal dinner was a crab boil and a steak dinner. We did a surf and turf and the dads were doing it. My dad, who was Cajun French, was like boiling a big pot of crabs that we'd actually caught out of the Gulf that day with shrimp and potatoes and corn and all the delicious things. And Chad's dad was cooking steak. So there our dads are cooking up the best meals. And my dad walks over to the grill to have a conversation with Chad's dad. And Chad's dad likes rare steak. I mean, like probably barely warm, still going to leave probably a lot of juice on the plate. And my dad likes like a char grilled, well done steak, which we're not going to get into the pros and cons of, Mm. but our dads were standing at the grill having a disagreement about the way steak should be done. And both of our dads, by the way, are very accurate. They're right. They're both right. And so... (laughs) 
we witnessed this go on and there was you know a, it just kind of like a line drawn and they both walked away from it we had a wonderful surf and turf dinner it was great we had a good time we got married the next day but we went on from that and really made a decision that we probably shouldn't ever cook steak again when both our fathers are present <laughs> <laughs> and that was the best way to approach how to overcome those two differences and so I use that kind of silly example to say Chad and I talked about it we were like hey did you see what just happened at the grill yes okay what do we do nothing we do nothing we don't eat steak again around well it's together. not our battle to fight there either we right. can let them have their disagreement but but here's the thing you are marrying somebody who comes from a family of origin that's probably going to think completely opposite on a few topics one topic in our family of origin is should steak be well done or should it be rare i land on a happy medium so here <laughs> <laughs> this is this challenge is what if the topic is way more important than steak i mean yeah. there aren't a lot of topics more important than steak to chat but i'm just saying if it is a really he's like squinting at we're me. on thin ice this is a delicate topic right <laughs> now <laughs> but if it's a really heavy heart issue and your families don't agree, as a matter of fact, see things completely opposite, that could really create a lot of conflict between you. We come back to this all the time in our podcast when we do these connect points. The number one thing we want you to do is have a conversation about your experience and align with your partner. Explain to your partner what your experience is around whatever that conflict is and Ask for your need to be met. Ask for what you need your partner to do. If his family has offended me and I need him to address them or at least show up for me, I need to let him know that. I can't just assume he knows that. He has handled his family his whole life. And so how he responds and what he sees is different than how it lands on me. It's my responsibility to let him know if there is something or it's his responsibility to let me know if it's something going on with my family. And then we have to have an intentional conversation about aligning. And so that is the connect point. Take the time to, to review some of the last maybe interactions, Christmases, vacations with your family and, and really look at it. Say, is, are there places where we've missed each other? Are there places where we need to come back and say, what is our plan for that moving forward? We can't always fix family of origin issues that have happened 10 years ago, but we can make a plan for what we want to do in the future. So that that's a real quick connect point. Looking back, just say, what are the things, are there things that I need to say that hurts when that happens? And is there a way you could help me? Thanks so much for checking this out. Take the time to connect around this point. We just want to say again, thank you so much for listening. We love that you are checking in every week, having conversations with your partner, shifting the way that you do your relationship. It means a lot to us that we get to journey with you. And we'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to like us, give us a thumbs up, rate us on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, even give us some comments. How do you like your steak? We want to know. We'd love to hear from you. And we look forward to catching up with you as this series continues what you wish you knew.